Welcome to Nepal Now. My name is Marty Logan. I first thought about interviewing today's guest soon after I saw her Instagram channel when, I must say, I was shocked by some of its contents. We finally spoke last week and I was certainly impressed by what I heard. We'll get to our chat in a minute, but first, a quick word about this podcast. The feedback we've received about Nepal Now in the past 18 months has all been positive. But frankly, we haven't yet hit a point where this work is sustainable. Simply put, we need more listeners. So if you enjoy the show and haven't already done so, could you let your friends know about us? Alternatively, you can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. I know that many of you, more than half in fact, do not listen to the show on Apple. But because it's such a popular platform, it apparently does give us a boost throughout the podcast world if we're well known there. To make it easier, I've pasted the Apple Podcast link to the show. Thank you for doing what you can. Now, on to today's episode. There is a saying that I like a lot. Change is the only constant in life. Undoubtedly, change is not always easy, especially if it entails you giving up something, be it power, prestige, money, or all of those. But in general, I think it's healthier to adapt than to resist. These days, however, it seems that resistance to change is hardening. Perhaps that's because change is happening faster than ever. Or maybe it's affecting a group of people who are not used to giving up their advantages. In any case, I'm sure there are many people studying change currently who can enlighten you further. Today's guest experienced one of life's major changes, getting married, and began to wonder why, as a Nepali woman married into a Nepali family, various things were done in certain ways. Speaking to friends, she learned that they were also questioning some traditions they were expected to follow as new brides, or Bwari in Nepali. Thinking there must be even more women living similar experiences, she started the Instagram account Tales of a Modern Bwari. Today, after just over one year, she has an impressive 20,000 followers and some influence on many lives, more than half of them unmarried women and a few guys as well. We spoke about her desire to expand this work, but also the burden that it delivers, both as an investment of time and also on her emotional well-being. I was glad to hear that most opposition to the ideas expressed in her posts and discussions is delivered respectfully, not in hateful diatribes. Perhaps that's because young people are more open to change? Please listen now to my chat with Modern Bwari. To preserve her anonymity, we've disguised her voice. Modern Bwari, welcome to Nepal Now. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. So I see that you have 20,000 followers on Instagram, which is quite impressive, I think. How does that make you feel? And more generally, what is the story behind how you got started with this account and this project or initiative? Yeah, it's it's pretty cre- crazy to think about it. Um, when I first reached even my 1,000 followers, I was I was pretty amazed at 
of how fast I was gaining followers on this page. Um, one of the reasons I created this page was because I felt like there were multiple others who were going through similar situations as I was and they didn't have any outlet. Uh, and the reason that I felt that way was because even while I was talking with my own friends, uh, you know, they would be very, um, very hesitant on on speaking their truth because, you know, of this uh, of this um, idea that they didn't want to hurt their new family or, you know, bring shame to their families. Um, so I felt like an anonymous page where anybody could um, pour their thoughts and feelings would help out people a lot. Um, and I think uh, people people really grasped onto that idea. And one of the reasons why this page has gained so many followers at a short amount of time is, is because um, the stories that are posted and shared are, are very relatable to many. Right. Yeah, that, that all makes sense. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about some of those stories in a minute. I wanted to ask you, you were saying that, you know, one of the primary reasons you started the account was to share your own experiences and, and you thought that others would also be going through similar experiences. And I'm wondering, I think it's been now just over a year since you've been doing this. Has your purpose for the account, why you continue doing it, has that changed at all? Or do you still see yourself as giving people a platform to share their experiences? Um, I don't think the purpose has changed, but um, I've noticed that this page isn't just helping, uh, you know, daughter-in-laws, but it's also helping a lot of young girls. Actually, once I conducted a poll and asked, uh, you know, how many were actually married and how many were not, majority of the people that follow the page are actually unmarried. And um, I get multiple messages saying that this page has helped them understand what life is like after marriage, and which has been one of my goals to show the reality of marriage. And yeah, I don't think my purpose has, has changed, uh, but uh, instead of just helping the daughter-in-laws, it has also helped uh, a lot of men and a lot of, um, a lot of girls as well. I never would have imagined that. I mean, I know that not everyone is going to be in daughter-in-law because I follow the page, um, but and I know there are others. But I, I find that really interesting. And, you know, just beyond that number of followers, your 20,000 followers, that must make you feel good that you're having that kind of impact. Yeah, it, it makes me feel really good to know that, you know, there's there's actually a lot of positive impact in people's life. And also I see some changes in people's mindset and behavior too. I mean not at not in a in a in a huge way, but through the pages discussions there are people who have expressed that uh because of the stories that they see on the pages and the discussions that we've had, uh they they are more open about sharing their feelings and their thoughts and I don't want to say demands but I guess I guess what they want from from the marriage so um like you know how living separately from from a husband's family in our society is considered such a bad thing 
but um, a lot of women have expressed and even men have some men have expressed to me that they actually have had that conversation before marriage with both sides of their families because they didn't want to live with in-laws and they wanted to have a family of their own uh, and you know live as a husband and wife um, to get that husband and wife experience before they lived with anybody else so i think in a way i mean there are other other places too where people have expressed um that you know some stories posted here have inspired them to finally leave the relationship that they're in not just a husband and wife relationship but you know cut off their toxic family members or um, you know, break up with their girlfriends and uh, and boyfriend who have held them back for so long, and I think in these sense uh, the page has had impact in in a society, and I hope that people who know these people in person um, are seeing these changes and can make similar changes in their lives too. Right, right, okay. You sound you know very self aware. And if I can use the term knowledgeable about about some of these things, uh, and it sounds like you've kind of got it all together. But I'm wondering, when you started this, I mean, did you feel that way? Did you feel like you had gone through the situation and you figured it all out? Or were you just kind of figuring it out as you went along and still maybe figuring it out? Yeah, no. <laughs> No, I don't have all, have it all together. I'm still figuring a lot of things out, and when I'm talking about certain topics, you know, I, I, I have to do a lot of research before I bring that topic out, and also, um, you know, other people sharing their experiences to me gives me, gives me ideas of like different perspective of a situation too. So I guess that might make me look like oh, I have, um, you know, a broader broader sense of knowledge in this but that's not really true i i still struggle and there are many things that i post that that i can't apply to my life directly but i but i post them as a as a you know, note to self so i can look back and you know remind myself of the principles that i want to live my life by and when you're talking about i is it is it one person only who's doing all of this is it you only, or do you have it like a team, or? No, it's all just me. <laughs> ah, that's a lot of work. It is. It's definitely a lot of work. So when I started this page, I didn't realize how much time it, it takes to run a page like this, but it does take you know a mental load on myself, a mental and emotional load on myself, because I'm reading all these stories that are like so emotionally charged. When I first started the page, I was spending multiple hours and it was during pandemic too. So I did have a lot more time. Um, but now I've, I haven't made posts in a while because it's getting harder to, uh, to manage by myself. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. There must feel like there's a huge demand on you because there's just so many, so many people. Uh Okay, well, I hope you, you can, you know, work your way through that and figure that out. Yeah, thank you. I'm looking for a balance, too. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about some of the particular posts. Um, I don't read them all, but I was really quite surprised by some of them. And one in particular sticks out in my mind. And it was this post and discussion about mothers-in-law breastfeeding. So 
mothers-in-law themselves wanting to breastfeed children. And I had uh, absolutely no, I mean, I'm married, I have a child, but I had no, absolutely no idea about this. Were you surprised by this? And are there other posts that really would have shocked you as well? Yeah, I was very, very shocked when I, when I posted that first story about a mother-in-law wanting to breastfeed her grandchild. I thought that was a one-off, one-off story, you know, like, but as I posted that, there were multiple people coming up and telling me they, they've had gone through the same thing. That was very, very disturbing for me. Um, because I couldn't imagine, like, you know, I would think that breastfeeding is just so intimate between you and your baby, not just somebody else coming in and trying to get that kind of attachment with your baby. Um, it's almost like robbing off a mother of, of her, of her rights. Right. Um, so that, that really disturbed me for a while, but to, to point out that there was somebody else that brought up saying that some of the mother-in-laws might think some of the grandmothers might think that that is okay to do because back then in their times since people would get married young there might be like a huge age difference between their firstborn and their you know and their like last born child so there are multiple instances when the mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law are pregnant during the same times so there might have been times when uh, breast milk was shared between the babies so that concept was looked at as okay but you know in, in now it's not normal to see that so yeah it it did it, it, it disturb me a, a lot and a lot of new mothers were saying the same thing that uh, they're very very disturbed by that story and it took him out back as well yeah definitely and and you used, I think, what is the right word, which is intimate, right? I mean, it, I imagine that would be just such a hard discussion to have if, if you know, you were the mother and then your mother-in-law was, uh, you know, trying to do this. That would just be so difficult to talk about. Do you know if any, sorry, do you know if any women then after having, after engaging with you, do you know if any of them went ahead to confront their mothers-in-law and have that talk? So the first person that did share it told me that uh, she had not even told her husband, then I, I, I believe I remember it correctly. But then um, she said that she was going to have a talk with her husband, that she saw her doing that. And then um, I don't remember if it was, it was that person or the other one, but she did say that she was going to confront that. There was another woman also who who saw her mother-in-law try to breastfeed and then confront her right then and there. Um, so yeah, there are a few that have done that. And is there any, are there any other discussions that really stick out in your head as something you hadn't imagined before you started this? Yeah. When we were talking about uh, sexual abuse and um, just the amount of stories that we got, um, about how, you know, direct family members and somebody they knew had sexually assaulted them or abused them since they were very young. That to me was very shocking knowing that there are that many people going through, you know, similar situations and all keeping it to themselves. That was very shocking to me. 
Yeah, this is something I think almost everywhere, like universally. I know in Canada, where I'm from, you always hear this fact, which is women and girls are assaulted, you know, primarily by people they know or in their family. Right, and there were, you know, fathers doing it to their daughters, like brothers to to sisters, and there were even like there were also instances where, where sisters and women were abusing their brothers and there were grandmothers doing it to their grandchildren and i found that very very disturbing yeah i mean i think anyone anyone would right um, again kind of changing the the subject a bit one reaction that i've really noticed since i've been doing this for the past year or so is that when women and other people who were you know formally marginalized from discussions uh, when they start raising their voices more, and I guess I'm thinking particularly now about online, a lot of times you see this reaction of, oh, you just want to kill the culture, you want to kill our traditions, you know, you're ag you're against everything. Do you get that kind of reaction? Yeah, I do get that reaction. Um, I read a post on Instagram that said, uh, feminism is breaking families apart which, I mean, it's funny to think that way because since we're talking about women, I'm going to just talk about women here. When women are more aware of their rights and they're aware that, you know, things are different elsewhere, they deserve better and, uh, you know, not everybody gets treated this way, so you shouldn't have to be treated this bad. Of course, as a human instinct, they're going to try to get away from it, right? Uh, so... There are people that tell me that, you know, you're posting such stories that are instigating fights among, like, husband and wives. But, I mean, if there are fights because of these stories, maybe there are unresolved issues between the between you two in the relationship that's, that's causing it. It's not the story. It's what they got off of that story that, you know, brought up a topic that maybe they never discussed before and maybe there's something that was bothering either one of them in the relationship um, that's why the fight was there so if, yeah I do get a lot of people saying that and there's there's few people that have said that I only post negative aspects of our culture but um, part of the reason why that is is because these negative aspects don't get talked about so a few months ago during Dase, I posted a picture of Durga that got such huge backlash from people saying that I was uh, shaming Durga Bhawani because, because of the way that she's dressed. Durga, <laughs> goddess Durga does not dress that way. Well, she was wearing a miniskirt, uh, vans, and she was sitting, you know, sitting down. People were trying to say that I was only talking bad shit about, oh, I'm sorry. I was only talking bad about, uh, you know, Hindu culture. Um, I'm not saying that there are no good things about our culture whatsoever. Of course, there are good and then there are bad. But let's talk about the bad ones so we don't, uh, we don't continue these and we don't, you know, uh, we can put a stop to it, modify it and do something better for the future. Right. Okay. I see that. 
And I was thinking when you were saying that, that on one hand, you do have this culture where traditionally people do not talk about a lot of so-called private things. And within a relationship, you might also have people with two very different experiences, right? And, you know, you have, you may have a, a woman who's much more willing to be open. And generally speaking, I think women are. Uh, and then you have, might have this man who comes from a much more traditional conservative family. So already you're kind of dealing with, you know, personal and then cultural, and it, it makes it, it can make it, I think, really hard. So we're obviously, we're talking and you're anonymously doing this, this conversation. Besides the criticism, do you actually have a lot of what people call haters? I mean, are, are there some people who are just really nasty or do you find that there, there are very few and most people are willing to at least listen and maybe engage? Yeah, there are very few. Um, most people are willing to listen. Uh, and most people also, if they want to propose a different viewpoint from the story or from my own, um, they propose it in a very professional way. So it's not pointing fingers saying you, 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 this and that but it's more of like, this is how I think because of so-and-so and so. Um, if you think elsewhere, elsewhere, um, let me know why. Like, so it does promote discussion. And even for me, that's the kind of discussions that I would like to have with people who don't agree with what I'm saying rather than just having like nasty argument over, over the internet. Because I hope I always want to create this open um, line between me and whoever the other person is. So I don't want anybody to feel like they can't say something to me because I might just backlash and say like, oh, no, you're wrong because blah, 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 blah. I mean, everybody has their own experiences. Maybe I'm not aware of cer certain things that the other person is. So I don't want to shut down people, shut down any conversation as long as it is very, it is respectful. And I also hope that if the other person is not in alignment with what I'm saying, uh, that person can at least start thinking in my perspective too. So that person is aware, like there's other people who are experiencing other things as well. I have to say that I'm pleasantly surprised that considering all the traffic you get and all the discussions you have, that, you know, the people who are just really nasty are very few. And, and like you say, most people are willing to try to appreciate your point of view. I find that quite positive, actually, considering how much negative stuff there is about Internet hate and trolling and all of that. I don't want to say there aren't any, but there are, there are a few. Sometimes I would see in comments, they're basically bashing a person's story saying, oh, why didn't this person just do this? That was, that was overreacting, da, 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 da. And mostly these come from anonymous accounts with no display pictures, no posts, no followers. So, you know, they're hiding behind something. I don't want to say hiding behind something either, because that's what I'm doing too, but they're not presenting themselves and just being so bitter about a reality. And I would see like other people trying to explain uh, in the comments, but the original commenter is just so bitter, but maybe that person is just not ready to see certain things in certain way. I mean, you can't help those people if they're not willing to get helped. 
So yeah, there are there are a few comments that I would get that just really upsets me. But if I don't have the energy to respond to those those comments, then I would pin it so that other people could respond to it. Yeah, I think it's nice to have that support, that community, right? That's what it's all about, is having a community with you. Have you ever been in a discussion with someone where you felt like you just couldn't help them? You didn't have an answer? I don't know, you thought like maybe this person needed some mental health kind of support. Does that ever happen where you feel kind of stuck, but you know there's a problem? When you ask me that question, the first thing I can think of are are some of these women that are in a really, really bad situation in their marriage where there's intense amount of, you know, domestic violence happening, but they're they're not being able to get a get away. Um I mean there's only so much I can do through an an Instagram page. Although I'd love to like, you know, support them throughout the way. I don't know the legalities of Nepal. I don't know what the divorce processes are. I don't know what the consequences might be. I don't know how she could get child support. But I'm very lucky that there are a few followers who uh, specialize in, in these things. And they've reached out to me and told me that, hey, if there's any other people who are looking for, if there are any women or anyone who's looking to uh, get any kind of support regarding separation, let us know. So when I get those people, I have, I have forwarded them to, to the specialists, I would say, to the professionals, so they could get help in that way. I think for me, it's best that I am a messenger, because I don't know it all. I'm not, a, you know, I'm not I'm not a professional in any of these. I'm just running an I'm running an Instagram page. So my job is to be a messenger between two and showing them what resources that they have. And they a lot of people have had help from the women that have come up and offered help. Yeah, that makes absolute sense to me and I actually think that's a wise way to be is you know your limits, right? And you don't try to go beyond them. You are dealing with people's, you know, important personal issues, right? So people's lives. And... Exactly. And, you know, when they're sharing stuff with me, it's just I only know part of it. So that part could be similar with another person. However, the circumstances in both of those people could be completely different. So I can't say, hey, this advice works for worked for this person, this advice will work for you to apply to your life. Like that does not work. And I think that's where, you know, professional help is needed. And I'm not the one, I shouldn't be the one to do that. Um, There's also people who have told me that they're going through, uh, going through separation right now, but they need uh, emotional support and mental health support in those times. Um, I've collaborated with uh, some uh, mental health professionals, so I forward their message to them so they can connect among themselves. Or there are a few other Instagram pages that I really like that promote, you know, mental well-beings. I would share those pages with them uh, because, you know, those things are. It's it's kind of like you know I can't give medical advices or I can't give legal advices because I I don't have that that kind of background. 
So in a way, that's my way of helping them. There are a few situations when people have come up to me and said, this is very similar to like going through certain, you know, crisis in their lifetime and uh, saying that, you know, this, this person has been abusive to me, but I can't let him go uh, because of whatever reason it is, it's very difficult to let go of a relationship. But they present all of these cons on, you know, being with this person. But at the end, this person again decides that, you know what, I'm going to give it one more try. And that does make me feel very, very helpless because I feel like I couldn't provide her or him enough, I don't know, enough guidance is the right word, but enough support so that this person could break away like ending that conversation with them saying I decided to just stay in this relationship sometimes it breaks my heart because I when this person started expressing their feelings it really seems like they're they're at the rock bottom and they really want to leave but you know when at the end they decide to stay and it makes me think of like the cycle that she's going to go through again and uh, again and again and again until there's a breaking point. And I'm like, it makes me super sad thinking that and very, very helpless. But, you know, in times like that, I have to remind myself, everybody has their own um, life journey that they have to take. And maybe that's their life journey. Uh, I'm not nobody to force anybody to break their relationship and, uh, you know, break their household environment. Uh, it's for them to see it and and think what's good, what's best for them. And maybe it is best for them to stay in that situation. I don't know. So those times, I, I it, it really leaves me very conflicted within myself on what I should do. Should I keep pressing or should I just let it go? Yeah, that's hard. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And you're dealing with so many relationships, right? I'm sure simultaneously you have a lot of stories that you hear and you do, you do develop, although it is online, you are developing relationships, right? It's, it's not face-to-face, but it's still when you talk to people, then you start making attachments. So yeah, we started talking about the 20,000 followers. You you know, you expanded, you grew really fast. What are your plans? You could be seen as an influencer and you could be doing, you know, this and that and moving into different social media and I guess YouTube wouldn't be your thing if you're you want to remain anonymous, but you know, you could keep growing and growing and kind of let the business side of this um, become really important. Are you are you looking at that or have you rejected that? How do you feel about growth, I guess? So when I first created a page, created this page, somebody reached out to me and um, this person has been a really great mentor for me too. She suggested that a podcast for this would be really, really great. But, you know, I tried it, gave it a try, but it's not easy to run a podcast. I'm sure you know that. Um, so for me right now, it's it's the time that I'm not being able to put in. So I do want to expand it. And uh, I was thinking of maybe a clubhouse discussion, you know, I would do some events, this, that, but 
for me right now it's not possible because of because of the time constraints I have. So I've not been able to even think about how I want to expand it and how much work I can put into it. I don't want to be starting something and put a stop in it. So I need to find a find a sustainable way for for growth. Right. Yeah, I can see the dilemma. You know, you're doing you're doing really well. You're doing important work, but you also have, as you said, your own life and life balance, work life balance, and all of that to consider. So that that was going to be my final question. Actually, is what what do you think that you've most learned from doing this? Uh, I know it's a tough question. You can probably have more than one answer, but if you could try to boil it down, like, is there one way you would describe how maybe you've grown through this process? Well, actually, funny thing is that this page has really helped me get inside of my own, you know, of our Nepalese culture. Um, a lot of the things I did not know, I know now. And um, something else that I found out through this page is that there's always somebody else that is um, going through more than you. But that also does not mean that what I went through is not validated. Um, other things that I've learned is to... Okay, so my husband brought it up that these stories that I'm reading has affected affected me, although I don't want to believe that it has affected me so i think that i am you know all this like i can i can put these stories aside and go on and live with my life like i can look at things i all i've always praised myself for being able to see a situation very objectively um but just a few days ago my husband was telling me that you're reading all of these stories and it's really affecting you mentally you may not realize that but i can see that you're you're living their stories in your head constantly and although i didn't want to admit it to him you know i i it really made me think that that it is true like when i'm reading a lot of these stories it takes a huge mental toll on me and emotionally i am so invested that um maybe i feel like you know that's my reality now too or maybe i would want somehow i would want that to be my reality so i could feel that pain i don't know if that makes sense it's, it's so it's so weird but that was his take on me and that's so i need to learn how to limit um so i need to i actually need to learn how to read these stories process it put it aside and then think of it as something else that happened to somebody else and it sounds bad but this might be something that I'll I'll have to learn how to do so uh, I'm not affecting my mental health and um, yeah that that's my thing on my own limit that I need to limit myself um, I guess in the way that I'm interacting with the page. Completely makes sense. It's become a big responsibility. I can certainly see that. Okay, great.
Thank you very much for talking to me today. I've been really interested in this account for for a while, and and uh, I've seen how it's grown and how people are willing to discuss these intimate details of of their lives and talking about things that I, as I mentioned earlier, that I just wasn't aware of. In that sense, it's really interesting, and I think the work you're doing is uh, obviously really important. And you've struck a chord with so many uh, young Nepalis. So, congratulations to that, and I. I hope that you're also able to to find that balance that we were talking about earlier so that, you know, this becomes or this continues to be something that is really positive in your life as well. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's been great to talk to you. Thanks again to Modern Buari for chatting with me today. We've included the link to her Instagram page in the resources section. This will be our last episode of 2021. Thanks to all of you who listened throughout the year. I'm Marty Logan. I produce Nepal Now, and I'll talk to you again in 2022.